love Lucy. And I'm Diana, and I, you know, like Lucy. And this is My Favorite Redhead, the podcast where I show Diana every I Love Lucy episode in order, and then we discuss them together until she and all of you love Lucy too. This week's episode is number three, the anniversary present. So it starts with Ricky still abed at whatever hour, and he wakes up to Lucy putting a tray of coffee out the window. And the reason why is because they have painters who are painting the outside of the building and Lucy's being neighborly, but he's just like, why'd you put coffee outside? <laughs> That's kind of weird, Lucy. I mean, he should be used to that yeah. by now. He should be like, there's some shenanigans happening here. But there weren't. So he asks for some coffee, and she says, of course, and he takes the opportunity to call Mrs. Foster, our good friend from the gossip. Mm-hmm. And he's got this little idea. See, their anniversary is the day after tomorrow in, on the 19th of some month, whatever month it is. Yeah. The month that was covered up on the calendar. Yes. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm, I'm a writer, so I get why they have yeah. to be like, it's mumble of 1953. Yeah. But, mumble uh, of 19 mumble. Yes. <laughs> you know what, in the old books, when they're like, the year was 18 dash. Yeah. <laughs> old trick old writing trick so um anyway their anniversary is coming up on the 19th and uh, he wants to get lucy a string of real pearls and of course pearls are expensive and mrs foster happens to work for a jeweler so he's like hey buddy <laughs> any chance i can get in on that employee discount and she's like oh yeah sure no problem so they're gonna keep this real hush hush because he wants it to be a surprise for Lucy. And he's being real cagey, and he keeps calling her Sam, and she's like, oh, is that, is Lucy in the room? And he's like, yes, yeah, Sam, Sam, Mr. Sam, Sam person, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucy's like pestering about what he wants for breakfast, and he's like, cool, scrambled, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> so Lucy's making eggs in the kitchen, and Ethel comes in, and they're having a discussion about breakfast, and Lucy's like, oh, I'm making eggs and bacon and rice, and Ethel's like, rice. And it's funny because the reason why she's serving the rice is because she's trying to have all these wedding associations to remind Ricky that their wedding anniversary is coming up. Because remember, she doesn't know about the conversation with Grace Foster. So she's making him rice for breakfast. She's got her ring on the table. She's got the date circled, big, uh, presumably red marker. <laughs> and she's being real subtle about all of this. And Ethel is like, rice? Who eats rice for breakfast? And Lucy's like, it's a wedding thing, Ethel. Keep up. <laughs> so Ethel leaves, and Ricky comes in, and he's like, oh, rice, great. And she's like, what does it remind you of? My mom actually said, oh, rice isn't a problem. He's Cuban. He's used to having rice for breakfast. And uh, so Lucy says, what does it remind you of? And Ricky, like, this is, like, like, immediately after my mother said that, Ricky was like, oh, it reminds me of my childhood in Cuba. We used yeah. to have rice all the time for breakfast. <laughs> so it's very funny. Of course, he was like, you leave, you leave your ring everywhere. And Lucy's like, do you know what's happening on Monday? And he's like, it's garbage day. Because he's a jerk. And he's just leaning into the <laughs> husband cliche nonsense. So then he says he has to go look for Fred. And so he leaves. And then Fred comes in, he's like, he's got to talk to Ricky. So they, like, keep missing each other. So at one point, Ricky comes in, and he was like, oh, yeah, I talked to Fred. And then Fred comes in a minute later and was like, I just can't find that guy. What's the problem? And Lucy's like, you just talked to him. And so it's just very weird, right? And then Ethel comes in, and she's looking real, like, upset. Like, yeah. not upset, but just kind of, like... <laughs> cagey. Cagey. 
And Lucy's like, the fuck is going on with you? And she's like, well, I just saw Ricky coming out of the Foster's apartment. And Lucy's like, what's the problem? What's what's wrong with him seeing Bill Foster? And Ethel's like, Bill Foster's out of town. And so, of course, Lucy is, like, upset. The next scene is, um, like, the chalkboard at the mm-hmm. Tropicana. And it says that there's a, a 10 a.m. rehearsal. And Ricky's there with his band. And they're performing Down Argentina Way. Mm-hmm. Which is super cute. And Julie, the what we decided he's the booking agent? I think so, yeah. Comes in and he's like, a Grace Foster, wink, wink, just called for you. <laughs> and Ricky's like, why are you being weird? Like, I mean, I can't tell you what it's about. It's about business, but like, it's not, it's not weird. What are you doing? <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, wink. <laughs> so the next scene, I guess it's the next day. They're in the apartment. Uh, Ricky is in the apartment when Fred comes in. And he's like, hey, so we were supposed to meet up at some point yesterday? What's going on? And Ricky was like, oh, no, here's the thing. So he he comes clean to Fred about everything that's going on. And Lucy comes in, and she's real cold. Because, of course, she still thinks that... Well, she thinks that Ricky's cheating on her. But he thinks that she's cold because she thinks that he's forgotten the anniversary. Again... A lot of this could just be cleared yeah. up with cup with like just discussing it. Which at one point Ethel was like, "Why don't you just say, hey, do you remember our anniversaries on Monday?" And Lucy's like, "No." <laughs> so that's the whole show, folks. <laughs> do you think maybe you should talk about this? No. Not under any circumstances. No, never. <laughs> so Grace calls Ricky because she has to, you know, arrange for him to come view the pearls. And Lucy goes into the back room and she's listening on the bedroom phone because, of course, we know there's a phone in the bedroom from the opening scene. And she's listening. And of course, Grace, God bless her heart, is like, do you think Lucy suspects? And Ricky's like, no, I think we've got her fooled. <laughs> so, of course, that's confirmation to Lucy, right? And so Grace is like, you better come over right now. And so Ricky's like, I'm on my way. So Lucy goes back into the room as Ricky's darting out. So, of course, she's just distraught. So Ethel comes in, and they're just, like, she's commiserating, and they, they kind of decide that there has to be a way for Lucy to spy on the Foster's apartment to see what's going on with Ricky. And they both come to the realization about the furnace pipe, which is a recurring plot device, which I love. The, mm-hmm. uh, the listening to the apartments through the furnace pipe. So they head down there, and of course the other inhabitants of the apartment building are being very noisy and disruptive. And, uh, but they do eventually overhear Ricky admiring the pearls on Grace. Not admiring them on her, but admiring them, and she's mm-hmm. wearing them. And he's, you know, he's being a good boy, but of course it all sounds bad. So, but they can't get confirmation, so they realize that the painters, remember the painters? They left their clothes. Do you see where this is going? <laughs> the next scene is they're in the Foster's apartment. And Grace is modeling the necklaces, but the the three chain pearl, three strand pearl necklace, somehow got caught. I'm not sure if it got, she just couldn't get it off or if it was caught in her hair or whatever. But she's trying to get it off and she can't. And so she asks Ricky for help. And so he goes over there and he's like messing around with her neck. Right, of course, as these two idiots are scaling the window. And so it kind of looks like they're making out, but they're not obviously. And Lucy's so upset, she overturns a whole bucket of paint over her head. Fred comes in and notices the mayhem going on outside the window. So they try to rescue them, would you believe? And they're pulling them in through the window. There's paint all over the Foster's apartment. They've completely ruined her couch. And, uh, of course, 
the jig is up. They recognize Lucy and Ethel. We get a couple of fat jokes for Ethel, which is always fun. And um, Ricky has to come clean about his purpose in the Foster's apartment. But, of course, before he does that, he has to be a jerk about it. (laughs) And he's like, he and Grace are both like, well, you know, I mean, we can't really tell you. It's, you know... And eventually he's like, well, you know how expensive pearls are? Real pearls. Real pearls. <laughs> They're so expensive. There are enough pearls here for two people to run away to Mexico for the rest of their lives. But then he's like, no, actually, I'm going to buy one of them for you. And of course she's <laughs> like, oh, Ricky. And poor Grace just has paint all over her couch that she's going to yeah. have to explain to <laughs> Bill when he gets home. <laughs> I tried to do something nice for the Ricardos, and this happened because... Why wouldn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought dealing with Mr. Ricardo would be easier, but I forgot they're a package deal. Yeah. <laughs> and also, he is in no way the better option. <laughs> they're both a mess. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. This one aired September 29th, 1952, and was filmed on May 9th, 1952. It was written by Jess Oppenheimer, Madeline Pugh, and Bob Carroll Jr., and directed by Mark Daniels. The Dream Team. Yep. So this was the first episode filmed for season two. Mm, nice. So the date they used for the anniversary, the 19th, refers to the anniversary of when the Arnazes renewed their vows Aww. on June 19th, 1949. That's cute. Yeah, that was when they had to make it Catholic so that they could have <laughs> a baby. <laughs> And it worked. They, they had two. Oh, good. And there will be a later episode that refers to their wedding anniversary on a different date, Oops. but we're going to discuss that in season four. It's like how the queen has two birthdays. Yes. In Guatemala, they do double double weddings. Yeah. Like you have your legal wedding and then you're, you know, you mm-hmm. make a Catholic. Yeah. So this was kind of like that, but not on purpose because <laughs> they were like nine years apart. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> the church was booked. Yeah. (laughs) For a while. Yeah. (laughs) So the $50 that Ricky spent on Lucy's wedding ring in 1940, which actually I'm not sure if they would have gotten married in 1940 or 1941, but I'm just going to go with 40 because it's Mm. round. Um, We like round. Yes. That $50 would be worth over $1,000 today. Whoa. So, you know, adjusted for inflation, he splashed out for a ring. So no wonder the 50s were a great time for consumerism, Mm because that's that's quite a difference between the... Usually, like, in the 50s money would have been, like, $500. Yeah, it's usually about 10 times, and this was significantly heftier. Woof. I did, um... No wonder everybody had victory gardens. (laughs) I adjusted it from 1951 to today and it was like I think almost $600 so it's a pretty big difference there yeah so like you mentioned we saw the furnace pipe again being used for snooping which we've seen a few times now Mm -hmm. so that's a fun callback we also had a callback with Grace Foster when they first mentioned her she was described as being a gorgeous blonde but we see her here as a brunette which you know I'm Lucy's not, not a natural at. red so I'm, I'm assuming maybe they that, go to the same salon yeah I'm just assuming that Grace decided it was time for a makeover and we love that for her and brown hair suits her yeah she's gorgeous 
She was played by Gloria Blondell. I'm blonde. Yeah. <laughs> she was born in 1915, and she's actually almost my birthday twin. Aww. She was born on August 16th, and I was born on August 15th, so that's very close. That's the date I always give at the pharmacy. <laughs> Usually you're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Which is fair. They ask a different question every time. I panic. I'm, I can't prepare for it. I feel like they're doing it just to mess with you. Yeah, so she's from an acting family. Her parents were both vaudeville performers. Her brother, Eddie, was an actor. And the most successful member of the family, though, is her sister, the actress Joan Blondell. Uh, I thought Blondell sounded familiar. <laughs> she was actually nominated for an Academy Award. Good for her. And she was at one point married to Mike Todd, who was Elizabeth Taylor's third husband. <laughs> he's passing him around. Yeah, he's the one that, you know, tragically passed away, oh. and it left her so sad that she had to, like, fuck Eddie Fisher. So, you know how that happens. Well, but if I had a nickel. Yeah, right? I'm, there's a lot of people who could say that, because he got around. He was, like, the Ben Franklin of Hollywood in the 50s. <laughs> Who also got around. If you guys want to hear about that story, <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do. Absolutely. <laughs> because, boy, do we have the deets oh, on that yeah. story. <laughs> so, Gloria appeared in the movie Accidents Will Happen with bitch-ass Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I literally wrote bitch-ass Ronald Reagan in my notes Good. Because it's true. And also... We're every, like authenticity. Yeah. Here. And every time I hear that title, it makes me think about the Degrassi episode from season three where Manny had an abortion because that was also called Accidents Will Happen, which is like the best title I for an really episode I was really hoping it was going to be called Bitch Ass Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> that would run hilarious. Especially the way, from Canadians. We were recording this the day after our esteemed Supreme Court decided to overturn Roe v. Wade, so we're a little bit salty. Yeah. So there, there might be some other people getting called bitch asses today. Yeah. Just saying. All of them. Yeah. Well, five of them. Yeah. A good ass chunk. <laughs> Too big of a chunk. Bitch ass scotus. Yes. That would make a good bumper sticker. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, she was in that movie with that bastard, and <laughs> she also had a recurring role on the TV show The Life of Riley, which is cool because. I've never seen the TV show Life of Riley, but I've heard the radio show, and it's pretty fun. And she's best remembered today for voicing Daisy Duck. Oh, So that's fun. She's technically the second voice actor to voice Daisy, but in Daisy's debut short, she was actually voiced by Clarence Ducky Nash, who voiced... Ducky. Yes. Oh, he, my God. He voiced Donald, and so he... I think they gave him that nickname because he always was able to just do that duck voice, and everyone was like, that's funny, he's not like a duck. And so he started being called Ducky, but he voiced her in the first short, and she sounded pretty much identical to Donald, and then they were kind of like, you know what we should do? We should give Good her, like, girl. a regular voice. Oh, cute. And you know, like with a girl and it'll be fun. And that was when they got Gloria Blondell. And she did um, most of the shorts in the 40s. She's a firecracker. It's Daisy Duck. I love Daisy. Also, fun fact, Gloria Blondell's, this is just for you, I have to say. Oh, (laughs) I'm excited. Gloria Blondell's first husband was film producer Albert Broccoli. And his cousin was Pat DeSico. Hey! The mobster. Hey! And also, if you're a student of old Hollywood, his name does often come up in the death of his other wife, 
Oops. Thelma Todd. Uh-oh. And I'm not out here accusing anybody of anything. I just I think have... it's interesting. It's a really interesting case to look into, It guys. super is. You gotta look into so. it. Anyways. <laughs> Herb Vigren appears again as Julie. And we discussed him last week in the saxophone, so you can go back and replay that segment if you need a refresher. And the actors who did the voices of the yelling couple in 4B were uncredited, but people are pretty sure that it was Barbara Pepper, who we discussed in Breaking the Lease, and Richard Reeves, who we discussed in Be a Pal, and he also played Bill Foster, who's Mm -hmm. Grace's husband. And we did have another little production goof. In the Tropicana, you can see a light that says DLP for Desilu Productions. Uh-huh. So that's fun. Yeah, so this episode is very silly. I thought Ricky was very cute. Oh my gosh, Trying to so surprise cute. Lucy, but he also doesn't have a poker face. Oh my god. So he's not the best with keeping secrets. But he does try to cover it by just being yeah. a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> So that was fun. What'd you think? I thought it was a very cute episode. I f- this is one of those episodes where I feel like I, I have so many favorite lines from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like verbal comedy heavy. Mm-hmm. So that was nice because there are some episodes where I'm just like, there were like two really funny lines, but the rest was all just gags. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to do that section of the, the show. But this one is one that had a lot of really funny actual written lines. It was a bit, um, you could see the jokes coming, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, th- these two idiots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's still totally in keeping with the show. It's not, it doesn't feel amateurish. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, when they foreshadow that they have guys they're painting, mm-hmm. you kind of suspect that that's what's gonna have to happen. Yeah. Because it's Lucy and Ethel. And, like, when he's on the... When Grace calls the house and Mm -hmm. he's on the phone and Lucy leaves the room, then you're like, oh, that's right, there's a phone in the bedroom. (laughs) And do you guys remember? Because I'm assuming most of our audiences are uh, millennials. Do you remember when we had landlines? Yeah. And if somebody was on the phone, you could pick up the phone in another part of the house and hear it? Now, our phone told on us all the Mm -hmm. time because there was, like, a click. Yeah. And so people would be like, put the receiver down. Yeah. (laughs) So it was hard to snoop because you could always hear when someone lifted yeah. the receiver. But uh, apparently Ricky was too into the ruse, yeah. too caught up in his deceptions to hear the, the click. But yeah, so that's a, that's a joke that some might remember. Mm-hmm. Remember dial-up? <laughs> what a Wild West time in all of our lives. Yeah. So, are you ready for a bit of the old pop culture? Oh, you know me. (laughs) So, Down Argentina Way, the song, was written by Matt Gordon and Harry Warren for the 1940 movie Down Argentine Way, Mm. starring Carmen Miranda and Betty Grable. And I have to say, it drives me crazy that the movie is called Down Argentine Way and the song is called Down Argentina Way. Yeah. And I know that there wasn't, like, a typo because I've seen the sheet music <laughs> and I've seen a poster for the movie. They're just spelled differently. And it- well, they wanted to mix it. They probably couldn't decide on the title. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, well, Team A gets yeah. Argentine <laughs> on the actual film. Yeah. <laughs> and Team B gets Argentina on the song. Are we happy with yes. that? 
But then, of course, they do perform the song in the movie, so... And it was performed by Betty Grable and Don Amici. It's a very cute song. It is a cute song. And he did a good rendition of it. He did. But he always does a good job. Yeah. So, Joseph Jewelry is a reference to Joseph of Hollywood, a jewelry company founded in 1928 that specializes in providing costume jewelry for movies. So, he was getting a real pearl necklace from a costume? It's not actually the same company, it's Uh, just a reference to the company. They just took the name. Yeah. Because, like, the company that she works for is called, I think they said Joseph Jewelers or Mm. Joseph Jewelry. And the real life one was Joseph of Hollywood. Ooh. So, Lucy actually wore their pieces in several photo shoots and films, including in her movie Dewberry Was a Lady. Nice. So that's fun. And the company actually started manufacturing airplane parts during oh. World War Two. you know, as everyone was doing at the time. Right. But the fun thing about it is that this company still exists to this day, and they still produce costume jewelry and airplane parts wow (laughs) that's uh they diversified yeah it's like yamaha yeah yeah so i will leave a link i feel like we made a yamaha joke before that sounds that sounds very us yeah (laughs) i will leave a link to their website in the show notes if you guys want to check them out their costume pieces are very gaudy which doesn't throw me off because i love gaudy and they're not actually that expensive so I one of these not. days, well, I mean, you know, sometimes an elaborate piece, mm-hmm. even if it's not made of like you know precious stones yeah. or whatever, can still be costly. So you know what? There's a tiara company that's been following me on Facebook. When when I say following, I mean literally stalking yeah. me, like every other ad, and I'm like, it doesn't help that they're like ten to twenty five dollars each, yeah. and they're like the huge, like they look like the Ooh. Russian royal family sort of tiaras and you want to be like not this paycheck yeah (laughs) soon my pet yes (laughs) also i recently discovered queen core as an aesthetic nice and i didn't need it i'm into it i i'm too into yeah (laughs) i didn't realize that was a thing (laughs) and now i'm like so mad at this point though pretty much anything with core at the end is a valid aesthetic and, I, and it's all going to be a problem for yeah, me. Yeah, and I kind of love that. I thought cottagecore was it for me, but then it just exploded, and I'm like, no. Yeah. No. There's a kid core, which is nice. all about like you know, toys and whatnot, and um, cutesy things, and I'm very into that, Ugh. obviously. So it's a whole thing. Like, on Tumblr, you could put, like, you know, penis core, and you finally... <laughs> probably find something. All you Instagram people with your solid aesthetics, calm down. <laughs> I only make like ten bucks a week. <laughs> so, out the window of the Foster's apartment, in kind of the distance, you can see a billboard for Janssen, an athletic mm. swimwear brand that's also still around yeah. today. So that's pretty yeah. cool. And finally, the painter gear that Lucy and Ethel wear has logos for Sinclair Paint, which is a Southern California brand that was very popular and successful here, but not really anywhere else, <laughs> but up until it was bought out in the 1980s. So it's funny that they had two like very California brands yeah. being repped in New York. Anyways, <laughs> did you have any favorite lines? Oh boy, did I. So I did enjoy <laughs> Ricky trying to sell the person he was talking to on the phone was not a beautiful woman, but what was, in fact, 
Sam, 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 Scrambled Sam, <laughs> the tuba player, which was the tuba, yeah, was a, a visual gag. For the tuba was that was very funny. funny. He couldn't figure out which way it went. Yes. I did actually have to write down the line about we used to eat rice for breakfast all the time because it was very funny how mom mentioned yeah. it and then he like immediately said it after her all the way from 1952. <laughs> and then when Lucy is lamenting Ricky leaving her for another woman, she said 11 years of faithful service. You'd think if he was going <laughs> to let me go, he'd give me a gold watch or a letter of recommendation. <laughs> and then when they were both like, the furnace pipe! <laughs> Shenanigans! And then uh, when they were listening at the furnace and Lucy was irritated with hearing the other neighbors, she's like, I just need to hear 2A. And Ethel was like, come in 2A, 2A over. Yeah. Because that never gets old. That's all the way back to the seance Mm -hmm. with Tilly. Madame Mertzola. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was a a couple, a woman and her husband, Albert, Alfred? Albert. Albert. Who was not coming to lunch and he was talking over the top of Ricky and Lucy said, oh, for heaven's sake, Albert, go eat your lunch. Yeah, I, I wrote that one down, <laughs> that's too. Funny. And then when Ricky was explaining about the pearls, he very quickly said, real pearls? Yeah. <laughs> Which reminded me of the fur coat. Being like, girl, this is expensive. That's why the ruse. Yeah. So those were all the ones I wrote down, which, in fairness, was like half the show. Yeah. So I also enjoyed Ricky trying to prove that he was talking to Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam. And also, my mom's dog's name is yeah. Sam, so... We had a lot of fun with that. But when he was like, yeah, talk to you later, Scrambled. So that was fun. And then also, Ethel being like, you want him to stop by the Chinese laundry? Because just so silly. And then also, Albert, but that's about it for my favorite quotes. There's a lot of funny lines There were. Uh, just uncredited was... Ethel being like, do you think you should just talk to him? Yeah. And Lucy was like, something along the lines of, if I have to talk to him, I don't want to. I'm not interested in him. Yeah. Like that, really. He can't think of it on his own. I'm not interested. A girl. Marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it for this week, unless you have anything else. No, I thought it was thinking. cute. I thought it was a really fun episode. I thought it had good timing. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, a lot of good lines, a lot of good gags. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Grace is adorable. She is. I really liked her. And I, I love how both Julie and Fred were like, Grace Miller, or what was yeah, her name? Grace Foster. Grace Foster, and be like, wink, nudge, and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's just so innocent. He's like, why are you being weird about this? Obviously, I'm buying pearls. Yeah, like, and all, you know, like, like destigmatize people having friends. Like, yeah. Don't be weird about it, guys. Oh, you know what was another good line? It was just very sopping. When Lucy was all upset and Ethel was trying to hype her up and she was like, what does Grace have that you don't have? And she was like, she's got one thing that I don't have, Ricky! And uh, I was just like, "Oh, bless you. You do. You have him. Yeah. Nobody else wants him. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's cute, but he's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why they're a good match, because so is she. Boy. Boy, howdy. Anyways, guys, please join us next week when we'll be discussing the handcuffs. Oh, wow. <laughs> In which the Ricardos try a little something new. The dread. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, and bye. Bye. 
Subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher to make sure you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at My Favorite Redhead, on Tumblr and Facebook at My Favorite Redhead Podcast. Tweet us at My Fave Redhead or drop us a line at My Favorite Redhead Podcast at gmail.com. And if you love Lucy and you enjoy our show, give us a good rating and review. 